We are live. You know, it's nice. I think uh, the last week or so since I've been clapping back at the haters after our uh, Channel Zero beef, mm-hmm. I, uh, I I really set the tone and I've noticed in the comments where uh, I did more on money this morning. Yep. And someone commented and they said, uh, hey, Mike, uh, always love more on money. My only complaint is I wish it was longer. And I think you should think about having more guests. <laughs> and then you could tell like, it was the energy of like when the nerd brings a gun to school, staring back at him. <laughs> He's like, I should note this is not a criticism. And I love the content that you're always putting out. I just wanted to merely suggest. They're like, yeah, Mike's flying off the handle. Did you get a chance to? Uh, <laughs> like, All right, you motherfucker. You got a suggestion for me. huh? Did you get a chance to listen to Channel Zero today? I did. And uh, in order to react, yeah. Uh, to that, I figured we should bring on a man who's uh, always cool under pressure when it comes to social media, <laughs> and that is uh, one Matt Carano. Hello, <laughs> people you. are very excited for this, Matt. Are they really? No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for can I tell up. you? Can I give you a little behind the scenes, sir? I'd love some. Yes, please. <laughs> so I don't know why. I don't know if you know this. A few months ago, uh, Chris was on. Uh, technically not this program, but on the Patreon, we did a, a, some episode of Cheers we did a few months back. Yeah. And Craig wanted to start that episode with like the Steve Austin breaking glass music and all these wacky hijinks to be like, holy shit, Chris is here. That was the, I mocked him for that at the time. Now, flash forward to this. He's like, hey, don't tell Carano. I'm going to invite Chris on to really stir shit up. <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> he can if he wants. And then it turns out Chris didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. He probably, it, it would have been fine either way. I mean, we do a show together twice a week. So that, that I don't was know how much. Shit he not for much longer, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I know. That's the rumor, isn't it? That's the rumor that you're, you're passing around there, Mr. Mike. Well, it is suspicious. That the day I, I get done listening to the great Kirk Minahan show and yes. it ends with, uh, you know, some illusion to the fact that Quantum Week may be breaking up. Two hours later, I get a text. Hey, can I come on the podcast? It's true. I mean, if you would take me on, I would definitely leave him in the dust. Absolutely. All right. Good, good, good. good. <laughs> no, is there uh, is there real tension? Because I listen to a couple of the episodes. It sounds like there's a little frostiness. Um, so it's funny because we we tape ahead. And so by the time people hear it, it's already kind of far in the past, sometimes one or two, sometimes two weeks in the past, a lot of times, at least a week in the past. So if there is friction, we kind of have gotten over it by then. Usually like if there's friction on the show, even after, right after the show, we've sort of cleared it, but no, for definitely for like, I don't know, maybe four episodes over the course of six weeks, there was definitely frustration there. And I I think, and Chris talked about on on, uh, KMS, I think he did a pretty good job recounting it. Like I don't, um, I mean, he took some shots, but, but, I, but I don't think he was wrong in what he was saying. I was getting sensitive to things, um, right or wrong. And, and I was taking things personally. Um, and then it stopped, it kind of stopped being fun at that point in the show. Do you and guys talk about this on the show ever? Some, yeah, a, a bit. That, that was where it was going. Yeah. So at the end of, you might not have caught maybe there's one or two episodes where there's one episode in particular where it's like 40 minutes, the episode's like 40 minutes too long because it's us talking about this behind the scenes shit. And it's, and it kind of goes past the scope of the show. Is that the one that you guys fought about at the, at a uh, soccer? Um, no, it was the one after that. So I'd even cleared that. So the soccer one was, he was, he was saying that, 
you, you uh, well, we talked about it uh, at that live event, but just to recap for the audience in case they didn't hear it, he was he, he was saying that he didn't believe that fear exists. Like it wasn't a real thing. And my contention was, well, if that's the case, then no mental illness um, exists. So yeah. what the hell are you talking about? Uh, and later on, he apologized for it. But no, I, I think we hadn't, we still, there was some friction around the music section. I think I have some insecurity there. And that well, bubbled over. Then the next episode after that, or two episodes after that is when it really got shitty, really got ugly. I hear... And yeah. you, I, I think, probably have access to the numbers, so you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I hear suicide rates have spiked among people that have gotten 40 minutes into Quantum Week that's, once that's you get to the music. Awesome. But I mostly don't like people anyway, so that's fine with me. Let them <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I know some people like it, some people don't. It's a tougher section, I think, because we're talking a four-minute song versus a two-hour movie. So it's hard to find. Um, my goal every time is to figure out what's interesting about it. And sometimes that's the stories of the band or sometimes it's whether it's a one hit wonder or not, or sometimes it's like the structural elements of it. And I can understand that that would be tough for people if they don't know the language of music like I do. And Chris falls into that category. Uh, The technical aspects of music are not something that he's interested in. Right. And so I think he, um, I think I'm insecure about it. Like if I'm not going to hold his attention, and right. so if he gets to a point, sorry, my cat's like attacking me. If he gets to a point where he, I don't know, it looks like he's tuning out or he makes a, a joke. I was getting sensitive to it. I was definitely like, I was feeling like he was, I was taking it personally because I was feeling like he wasn't giving, I don't know, giving enough, a, uh, I don't know, attention <laughs> to it during the show. It's hard, it's hard to say. Like uh, I have a lot of, I know what you're saying. It's hard to say without sounding like a pussy. I know, I know. And the other thing too, he, he mentioned this on KMS as well. And he's totally right. Like he nailed this on the head that I didn't grow up with a group of friends. Like I think most people did. Most of my friends are artistic music friends and they're super sensitive. And so am I. And I think that's good for some things like creating art. But it's not good for other things like doing a show with a guy who's super coarse and super fast and and uh, abrasive like Chris is. And so I have to learn. I, I feel like I got to learn to be. Uh, we've done you think Chris is abrasive? I don't get that vibe. <laughs> you ever heard him talk to Dave? I mean, sometimes he. Sometimes OK, I guess. Yeah, he snaps back a little. He's got some toot. Oh, yeah. And sometimes in our show, too. But but I, I think. I really, it's not personal. I realize now is I had to reframe it. And I think it's been a lot better since then. I just realized that it's not personal. He's just, he's just like shooting the shit and we're just fucking bantering. It's fine. And so uh, since, right. I think it's yeah, I think the last, like since then the last, I don't know, six shows or so. I'm not, I'm not sure how many, but Does anyone specifically <laughs> like the music and hate the movies. I don't know. I don't, okay. uh, <laughs> the tough thing, the tough thing with that show is like, cause I'm, I'm not a music guy either. So yeah. I like the, the movie talk, but yeah, then yeah. it's a movie. Like what makes it a good, unique idea is the kind of combination. And the fact that it's a random week throughout the year. If you get rid of that, you're just a movie podcast. That's right. Which there's a million of. That's right. Well, I think you could still Which jump wouldn't around. necessarily be a bad thing. You guys, it's you guys talking movies would still be interesting, but what if you, yeah, uh, I think we do it a different way. What if what you did right? the, what if you did the music from the movie, like the soundtrack of the, the movie you pick? Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes, you know, if it's a more of a soundtrack and less of a score, then maybe it works, but I'm not really interested in talking. I like classical music, but I'm not really interested in talking about that in a podcast either. I think that's super inside. Right. Um, I don't know. People find it compelling or not, or they like, uh, they, I think, there are some, t- the, what I really want is to banter through both. 
but sometimes we don't ha- we don't share the same language in the music. And so I have to do a better job when I pick what we're going to or when I pick what I find interesting to think about it in terms of what Chris might might be able to banter out as uh, about about as well. So that part of that's definitely on me. You know, what I think the uh, big problem is, is just in general, having two guys on a podcast that are equals. Cause like here, I got Craig here, but I call him a racist, homophobic <laughs> pedophile. And and he's fine with it. Cause we're yeah. not, it's the blind Mike project, you know, <laughs> whereas you guys are like equals. So there's a, 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 a jockeying for position. Yeah. And I know like, so he would, on KMS, he says that he's the alpha on the show. And I think that's probably right. I mean, if I look at, he drives, he definitely, I mean, I talk a lot too, it's not that I don't, but I think he drives a lot of the momentum. Plus he, you know, he's, he's super quick and funny. So he's got, he has that ability to kind of like steer the conversation and to, you know, and to steer it into a funny direction. So I think he does direct traffic a bit more than me. Um, And that's fine. But you're right. It is a, if it's called quantum week, it's not called the, you know, the Christmas show or something. So right. there is a little, do you think this is uh, I'm not going to do an interview of you for an hour, by the oh, way. No, I I, a couple we'll talk about whatever you want to No, whatever you want. <laughs> do you think, uh, has the, has the Jerry Kirk split driven a wedge between quantum week? No, I'm super happy for Chris. And every time he's on, it gives us publicity. Like our numbers keep going up. And I think a lot of that has to do with him being on that show. So I would suspect, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm, you know, I love Kirk. Like I'm super happy with that. No. And if there's any, so as far as, as far as everybody says, Kirk says, and Jerry says they're in a really good place. Um, So that like, that's fine. If there's ever, if they're ever not, then I just don't think that has anything to do with me. Like that their friends, they take care of their own shit. I'm going to care about both of them individually and, and everything's fine. But no, I don't, I don't think that causes any friction with, uh, with Chris and I. I'm happy. Now, was there any, was there any tension? Uh, I got here, I got in the room a little late. Was there any tension between you and Craig at all? No, no, I don't think so. I, I know uh, Craig did Craig. Thre- I heard on an episode, you guys didn't talk about it on air, but did Craig threaten to not be on this episode if I was on? Well, I said, <laughs> Toronto wanted to come on and he kind of gave an eye like, Oh brother, you're oh, going to believe the blind guy from that far across the room. So I mean, roll my eyes. Jeez. Oh, Certainly Mike never takes anything the wrong way. Like my tweet, giving him fucking compliments <laughs> on Jerry's show the last week. <laughs> That's actually a good segue into, uh, yeah. <laughs> into this. Um, so channel zero, uh, responded to us, I guess. And it was very, I have no real comment on it. They, they did a funny job with it. I thought it was really funny. They called us CNN. <laughs> yeah. So they, they did. Did you pull it at all, Craig or no? I didn't pull it. I just played it. There, from there the wasn't episode. much, there wasn't much, uh, worth reacting to really, but it was funny. I think they're wrong about why I was annoyed, but I, I, uh, I messaged them and said, uh, as always, he's wrong, but I'll defend to the death is right to say it. <laughs> he's always wildly. No, he's not. He's, I, I like it a lot. But the, um, the only valid thing they they definitely factually valid that uh, they said was we stopped playing at a crucial time. Well, which, I will admit, which was true. That, that proved my argument a little better. So perhaps you could call me CNN if you want. But it wasn't him that corrected him. He corrected him. So. Take that with the Well, that was my, uh, yeah, th- there's reasons it annoyed me, but I could tell it wasn't mean spirited. It's still like, I, if I listened back to it, I would still argue that they were being a little smarmy and I didn't like it, but it was very funny. Uh, so they said, uh, they, they call this CNN for manipulating the audio. <laughs> and then uh, Elvin said that uh, I've changed ever since I got vaccinated. So that was his speculation. <laughs> I did, That's not bad. I did enjoy that too. 
<laughs> so I told them they're welcome. They're welcome back someday. I will take them point by point through why I was right. But I think they're they're good guys. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad so, that all got resolved. And they all are yes. uh, very aware that E can't do wrong to us, which I would agree with. <laughs> I gotta say, maybe I'm getting, maybe I'm I'm going back to the place I was in last week. And Zach still seemed a little smarmy to me. <laughs> he seemed he he kept saying he wasn't upset, but seemed upset. He kept saying, yeah, and then I would make kind of snide comments again and be like, I'm joking. It's like, oh, all right, man, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hear the original, but from what you guys played, I thought you had an absolute point that you, when you were talking about it on, on that last show. And so yeah, the right. audio was changed. Yeah, the audio was changed. That, I don't that know, was, but that was, no, uh, no, it wasn't changed. I just okay. stopped it a little early I where see. they said like, ah, I'm kidding around or something like oh, okay, that. Okay, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So everything, everything's Pretty always crucial. right in the world. We have no more, we have no enemies. No, not, not right now. Uh, so what, what did you, despite, um, uh, or aside from trying to sabotage Chris, Matt, what were your intentions in coming on this show? Well, I, I feel just, like we have to impress you now. Not, no, I feel like I have to impress you. I've been, t- I'm tired of waiting <laughs> for you to ask me on your fucking show. I've had you on my show. You've never had me on your show. This is bullshit. So, you know, here's uh, the, yeah, everyone, by the way, everyone, if anyone wants to come on, they have to ask because I'll never, I feel like I'm burdening anyone. Oh no. Anyone come on. Yeah. He's, I felt so like such a, like a schoolgirl asking. I was like, Hey man, can I come on sometime <laughs> on Kirk, show? Kirk 10 different times has said he'll come on and do a TV time capsule and Mike still won't go. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I don't want to bother him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I, yeah. I, I don't blame you for Well, to, after I say that, he always says good. So I feel like I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> no, but it's just you You tend to, I listen to the show and and you tend to talk about things that I'm thinking about. Um, whether, I mean, we were, Craig and I were talking about this a little bit before the show too, but you know, a lot of the news we you guys cover, but it's a different perspective than when KMS does it or when Jerry does it. And so I'm just kind of thinking about the same stuff and I've always been a gearhead. I just, I wanted to come on and, and shoot the shit sometimes. Has Jerry, uh, do you ever feel like, I th- I'm sure I still probably do this, but I'm sure I definitely did it when I started on KMS or whatever, where you feel like you have to have a certain opinion or reaction. Like my thing was I would get very, I would get angry when I thought I was supposed to get angry. You know what I mean? And it came off as very sensitive and whiny and shit like that. Do you feel like on Jerry's show, you have to get like, Hardcore Republican E. No, Republican E. No, no, no. I don't. I think. Um, I think it's it's more. I like when we're. Hmm, I think that maybe is the question whether I am agreeing with him more now than being more true to myself. Is that is that what you're saying? Because you know I'm a libertarian. You know, I, yeah. I call myself so I don't. I genuinely don't know you because like we uh, bust your balls about it when I'm on KMS. It comes. Yeah, up. yeah. But I don't know what your real politics are at all. Oh, uh, like I know I, you're libertarian. I know you're libertarian, but I don't know what your stance would be on whatever issue of the day. You know. So so I'm a libertarian, like in the true sense that from the from the philosophical standpoint, which is the non-aggression principle. I believe that it's wrong to hurt people and take their stuff. Like the only okay use of forces in self-defense. And then you can extrapolate that to taxes or theft. Um, so no, I, I am a very like strongly philosophically believe that I think on the show, it's, you know, it's Jerry Callahan show. You were talking about, um, you know, the, the lead dog, this is definitely his show. So he'll always have the last word. Some might right. say they uh, couldn't tell from some of the clips that have been posted recently. Oh, that's <laughs> good point, Craig. I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, I just, you know, my, uh, we have interns who, who, um, who 
are cutting stuff up and I think that they're trying to find what oh, that wasn't you that day. Um, I'll, I'll indicate, Oh, Hey, I think this is a good section some, sometimes, but a lot of times they'll, I don't want to put it on them. If, if hey guys, I think I made a pretty good point here. I don't know if we want to uh, cut Jerry out, you know, maybe leave his image up there. Hey, the more Twitter followers, the better for me. You know, whatever we can do to pump me up, that'd be great. That was the funniest part. I was going to throw that in the tweet you were referring to where I said you laughed when you said my name. Yes, but I was, yes. Yeah, I was yeah. going to throw in the, uh, uh, that you were the only one in the clip, but then I thought it would be like, I was, it would look like I was angry at you or something, which I was not. Okay, good. Um, no, I, maybe I, uh, sometimes like a lot of times it's, it's just me like sitting there while he's talking in some of the clips. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, and over the course of the last few days have been more of me, I guess just depends on how much I'm talking. Sometimes I don't talk much at all or, or, uh, or, or sometimes I have a good point here and there and, and, uh, and we show up, but no, I don't think so. I, okay. The real test would be what would happen if there was a Republican in the white house right now, how much would I push back? I think because I hate every president doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrats, easy for me to rag on this one or in this administration, but right. And it's been such a fucking disaster. (laughs) Yeah, it has, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I think Jerry in his heart does is leans more libertarian than Republican. If you think about it, like he is, he definitely we're similar with the, let's take the Afghanistan thing. For instance, we both believed that the troops should come home, come home. We think it was completely botched. Right. Um, in that process, but we were in agreement on that. I don't know. I try to slip some stuff in, uh, every once in a while. Like I, I talk about the militarization of the police or, or that peaceful people don't belong in prison. And I think he looks at me kind of crazy when I do that thing. Did, Those did, yeah. Uh, that type of shit. Like, like not having a government or something like that. I think Jerry yeah. would be against you on probably. Yeah. Did anybody yeah. think the, uh, Afghanistan, uh, extraction went well, even CNN. I didn't see anyone go. This was great. I thought it was fun. It was, it was great. It's fun. <laughs> I didn't see one person go, well, this went well. Well, we have some, I think we have some Jerry-ish topics we can get into later, but I wanted to start with, uh, I mean, it is, uh, I, I prepared a very spooky edition for our post-Halloween Ooh. show. Where, uh, so our new favorite thing, Carano, on this show, yeah. I, I try to give uh, KFC credit for creating the Ruth Condo Award, but my new favorite thing, now my show prep is just looking at that hashtag, around holidays and seeing what's come up and Halloween was ripe with uh, people pretending that their kids come up with profound uh, poignant moments. So we have a bunch of those. If you want to get into those. Yeah, sure. Whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm psyched to be here. All right, Craig, let's uh, I think, I think they're all Halloween themed, right? Uh, yeah. This first, uh, this first one here. Uh, is in response to this viral tweet where a guy said, I just want everyone to know my two-year-old son insisted on being pants for Halloween. Okay. Very popular tweet. 1.2 million likes, all that stuff. Uh, This person, Jay Wallace Skelton, said, my nine-year-old went as gentrification (laughs) in the form of a condo. Quite a few adults assumed that this was uh, that this was a costume we had uh, inflicted on them. Uh, nine so enjoyed explaining gentrification to random adults, uh, kids capable of more than most adults, I believe. Holy fuck! There's there's no, nothing about that. 
paragraph is right. No, I was I was like, am I having trouble reading or is this no, stupid? No, it's not you. It's not there. <laughs> there were missing words all over the place. I, I can never tell when they're spe- spelling. I just think Kit Craig can't read when I hear it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but there's the, you know, that, that person. Uh, well, at least they have to title it with gentrification on top so that everybody knows what it is. They think there's some sort of messed up Rubik's Cube. I am gentrification. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like a hat on it too? What's the black thing on top? Is it the gentrification? I can't even, the gentrification condo, I think, not even just gentrification. I'd like, I'd like if the kid was named like Jen and she's and like <laughs> just created something that was supposed to be gentrification. Well, by- she's like, no, I'm one of those cool... Uh, Multi-word costumes. Well, judging judging by this tweet, I am assuming this kid's name is Nine. That's what it <laughs> said too. So that's why I'm confused by all of it. It's so there's no way a nine-year-old. Maybe they have an idea. No, I cannot imagine a nine-year-old. I will not buy that. I was gonna say maybe kids are smarter than we give them credit for. A nine-year-old doesn't know what fucking gentrification is. A five someone doesn't want to dress up as that. No. <laughs> no. I want to go as a ghost. I want to go as a witch. I'm gonna go as gentrification. There's no way. Flat Brett. Gentrification, also known as improving the neighborhood. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, speaking of uh speaking of lab rat, by the way. I don't know who lab rat is, but uh it just jogged my memory. A uh, gentleman that subscribes to this program named Visionless Dave. Yes. Uh, it, it dawned on me as I was listening to the Channel Zero podcast. Yes. <laughs> where they mentioned that uh, Visionless Dave was DMing Elvin saying, hey, Mike's fucking going off on you on his show right now, man. You might want to call in. I, he's like, I don't get what he's talking about. <laughs> and then I remembered that in the chat, uh, Visionless Dave was here. Saying, well, you want me to fucking take care of these guys, Mike? <laughs> I will say. Which is very funny. I will say uh, they think he was playing both sides. He was actually burying me in a DM about this, being like, yeah, you suck. So he was. <laughs> oh, good. He was pretty one-sided. <laughs> oh, oh, he was on this. Okay. Yeah. Either way, it was fun. But it would be funny if he was telling us to go after them and them to go after us. Yeah, he's, Agents of chaos. Yeah, he's, he's in charge of the gearheads and the VGB, and he still hates us. So. <laughs> I don't think he hates us. No, no, definitely not. Just has disdain for us. Right, right. I think it's my tooth. Healthy disdain. Yeah. But I, so as a 30 year old man, I'm not particularly educated, but still a 30 year old man. If you said, Mike, we're going to go as gentrification for (laughs) Halloween. I would have no idea where to begin. So I don't know what a nine year old does at the costume store. Uh, Well, it wasn't a particularly nice condo. It was just this big block. It's going to be gentrification. You'd think you'd have some more, I don't know. It'd be great if uh, the kid brought black friends that he was bringing out of the party. (laughs) It's like, I'm gentrification. I was just going to say, like, uh, just get a bunch of your black friends, have them throw a basketball around and put a sweater on. Hey, get out of here. And just be like, can I play? (laughs) (laughs) And that's the costume. All right. What's the, uh, what's the next one? Uh, Let's see. Um, That's not costume. Uh, here's the, uh, the about uh, going trick or treating with vaccines. Here uh, we got uh, what's her name? Uh, prof- of course, Professor Professor Emily Oster. Okay, um, is in response to uh, this person. Someone want to take a stab at that one, Matt? I can't read that. Give me the name. Uh, it's uh, Ashish K. Ja. <laughs> That's, That's pretty good. That's pretty goddamn good. 
Uh, that person says, back in September, I told my nine-year-old that he'd get his first COVID shot or COVID vaccine by Halloween. This morning, he reminded me that I had failed him. <laughs> Shame. I told him CDC would likely authorize it today, and he'd get it soon. He was unimpressed. <laughs> That's twofold, because I like that the kid walks in. Mother, I've yet to get my vaccine shot. <laughs> it was actually, it's been months. Yeah. So, uh, Professor Emily. Oh, hold on. Okay. The other part of that, though, I like is like, uh, that, hey, kid. You get the vaccine now, and he's like, ah, "If those government fat cats let me, <laughs> I'm not impressed." So, <laughs> Professor Emily saw this tweet and went, "I am feeling Ashish here." Ashish, yeah, that's okay. I got this. <laughs> so, sure. While we were trick or treating, my ten year old uh, told me, "When I imagined doing this, I thought I'd be vaccinated." Uh, pointed, <laughs> look at me. Look, kid, I don't control the CDC meeting schedule. Mom, there's too much red tape. Too much. You know, mama, when I dreamed about this day, in my mind, in my perfect mind, I always thought I would be vaccinated. Uh, 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 this, this is the uh, last one here. I can't be expected to go house to house unvaccinated, mother. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. spit on your uh, on your candy bags just to prove a point. <laughs> so, Elizabeth Thorpe, also, you got that name, no problem. That was very. Uh, it was a gentrified. It was a gentrified name. Yes. Craig seems so focused on the reading. The reading seems to be the. <laughs> I feel like he's almost not having fun with this. They are not good at typing. I will say, uh, Elizabeth <laughs> Thorpe says. A little boy just came to the door in sweatpants and a sign that says, I don't have a costume because of the stupid supply chain, and I'm dying. Hashtag costume. <laughs> Mom, Dad, I think this year I'm going to take a real shot at Amazon. See, <laughs> I'm taking Bezos down. See, I could believe that if it was like one of those fringe kids, like 13 years old, still trying to get candy, but is too old to be doing it. 13 still too young to take a, a a stab at big business. You can make a fun oh, yeah. joke. Oh, like that's that. like there are ships off the coast of California and it can't get in. They can't get in. <laughs> that's what they're saying. I was <laughs> <laughs> this kid is outraged about the supply chain. <laughs> that's 13's way too young still. I like 16 is when they start piping up about that type of shit. I think I stopped trick-or-treating when I was like 9 or 10. I don't even know. Well, that's my point. Is you would not be trick-or-treating age if you're making any political statements. <laughs> it's just me now. <laughs> I don't know why. We should... We should <laughs> I feel like men of our size should just start going out now. Like just hungry boys. We should just be like, yeah, trick-or-treat. Everyone's eating organic stuff. I'll take the rest. <laughs> I what is the impulse to make this shit up? Like is the is it that you want your kid to look profound or that you want to look like a good parent or you think that's the best way to get some political message across? Like it's it's such a trend now. It's not an accident. Like people do this all the time. I think it's the latter and I also think that yeah, they want claps from their community, you know, their community on Twitter. Uh, well, my new, my new, uh, 
That's what I do now is follow hashtag Ruth Conda and hashtag Ruth Conda forever on Twitter and just scroll through what people have. So if anyone, please tag me in these whenever you see them, because it's all I do now. Well, I think they're on, they're on this major podcast too. You're talking about them. It's how they get here. It's very, it's very exciting. Yes. <laughs> now see, that felt like a Zach sort of condescending. Talk. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. At all. <laughs> I don't even know who this Zach guy is. You bastard. He's one of the channel zero guys. Yeah. Who was on last week? Was it uh, who came on to defend himself? Was that uh, Elvin called? It was Elvin. Yeah. Yeah. Or Craig called Elvin. Yeah. He rolled over. That was fine. You know, the other thing I want to know, my, uh, evidently, I noticed Craig's name did not come up in this, uh, in this uh, uh, lambasting of me on Channel Zero. Well, that's what happens when you have hard proof that you were the one uh, spoken to. And you were quick what, with those clips. I sure heard. was. <laughs> what do you mean I was the one spoken to? No, because they, they were like giving me shit for talking. And then I had a bunch of proof that I was asked questions. So, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There goes the argument. Well, my question is more because uh, Craig was Craig was all fired. Craig was angry at these uh, at these rascals. And then I remembered Matt. Craig and Elvin had a phone call. Oh. After this incident, where I can only imagine my name was being skewered. <laughs> well, no, I called him to ask him about because uh, he had COVID, and then I could hear his kids uh, just yelling and shit in the background. He's like, "Oh, I gotta go. I'll call you back." And then he didn't, so I was expecting to get destroyed today, actually. But it was, mm. but it was just you. I don't know about this. I feel like there was some uh, some backstabbing going on. True story. True story. All right, uh, Lab Rat. Uh, says, I will get my comeuppance. He's turning on me, which is nice. Oh, you'll get your comeuppance. Yeah. It's a real sad day. One day, we hope. <laughs> Although you'd have to be up at some point to get your That's comeuppance, what I, mean. I, I get, feel. I get destroyed on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's really no... Where are you going to go, you know? You seen who's running away with that uh, Kirk's death wish list? This guy. <laughs> oh, really? Is that, is, are you actually uh, the front runner? Yeah. By like... Oh, that's... I, I have Cully beat by like a feather two, in your cap. Cully beat by like two or three. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, they're all interesting too. <laughs> have you felt the? Uh, have, have you been wished death upon yet, Matt? I know he's he's uh, uh, spoken about you recently, but I can't remember if he wished death on you or not. Not yet, I don't think. I'll probably get it now, but no, I, I think pretty much I've been clear of the the death wish so far. So it's far, this is too bad. Have you been wished death upon yet? I'm sure. Yeah, I would assume so. I don't know if you're on. Well, I'll have to check it, check out that list. I would think I would be on there at some point. If I'm if I'm not, I should be. Um, but I, I forget. I'm all uh, I'm all out of sorts here, Craig. What else did I send you? Um, this person put out masks for Halloween. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> by I thought we were done with these. I forgot. And by masks, it's uh, not Halloween masks, like uh, uh, blue ones you wear to a hospital. <laughs> That is you. I mean, you know, you're being an asshole. Like, at least if you're one of the people that gave out, uh, like fucking peanuts or carrots or something like that, at least it's food. Right. <laughs> at least you're not so far off that you're just saying, hey, kid, mask up. <laughs> well, it looks like they're getting destroyed. Look at all this. So, this retweets with imagine being this miserable fucking coward. So, this, this is just the absolute worst. Yeah, this person <laughs> tweets, uh, there's a, a bucket of masks and it says, go home. It isn't safe to trick or treat during COVID. Oh, Jesus. 
just shut your light off and don't your lights off and don't do anything. Just don't open the door. Don't leave that shit out there. That's bullshit. Go home. Uh, Go also, home. I don't know when we're going to get past the idea that it's not safe. Like right? it's, it's, it's safe enough. You know, there's no one that's outside trick or treating and then dead immediately. <laughs> Um, so the person initially tweets out some kids have been getting upset about this but frankly I am beyond caring there's a pandemic going on and you're spreading it go home that's the tweet and then oh, these people are exhausting there's a bunch of people just retweeting it because um, I guess uh, uh, one person says do you want to get your house egged because this is how you get your house egged <laughs> it's just it doesn't uh and then that is, that's the, that's the trick. It's trick or treat as Curb Your Enthusiasm taught us. If you don't give a treat, you're going to get your shit fucked up. You're going to get bald assholes spray painted on your garage. So I don't understand the idea of like taunting trick or treaters. Oh, I know. I know. I don't know. Do kids have the gall anymore to do that? In my day, we did, we tricked, but I don't know. They, I don't know. They do that anymore. Do they? Oh, I, used to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so because I would say like young kids aren't going out alone, you know? No, they're not. And like, a lot kids of that are trick or treating treating age are going out with their parents always, I feel. It used to be nighttime too. Uh, but I think in the communities after I, I later on when I was a young adult, it was all daytime. It was all like Sunday afternoons. Maybe it's really? Massachusetts. Yeah, I, I mean, never had that. Daytime. It's crazy. That doesn't even make sense. I never had during the day. Yeah, I think I don't I know. I stumbled maybe. around in the dark like a a, a true, a true patriot. It's the way it should be. <laughs> oh, can I ask you something? So I wonder if I'm on the wrong, um, Patreon tier because, so I got the first episode of, um, Why Why laughing? and the second one still hasn't dropped yet, but I am a, I'm a Patreon subscriber to, to blind Mike. So five or $5 tier got the first one, five and oh. above. And then now, like now it's henceforth it's 10. Oh, it's 10. We just I gave you guys a little taste Ugh. to rope you in. <laughs> do, I, do I have to be at that level to get it at all? Or is it just um, later? For, to get it like a week ahead, and then it's free, obviously, the following week. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. So you do get it. I, I will. If I will. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's the same episode. The, like the Patreon episode is the free episode a week later. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm a little confused by the timing of stuff. Sometimes sometimes I don't know when stuff drops. We just drop in when so much stuff. Will. <laughs> Left and well, mic. the Norm episode will be the free episode this week. Norm getting fired from SNL. Right on. Yes. Uh, which was one of the more fun ones, obviously. And then uh, the Patreon episode is uh, Rodney Dangerfield. So look out I, for both of those. I really liked the um, Dale After Died. That's, that's what it's called, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Well, that's the uh, Andrew Dice Clay thing. Exactly. Yeah. And because yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, um, I just, you know, I'm, I haven't followed comedy like you have. So I didn't even really know that this thing existed. And, uh, now I want to go back and listen to it after you, uh, you talked about it. You did such a great job. And like, I, will yeah, that's say, I appreciate it. But that's I where I don't know, like, uh, uh, I should be more aware of that. Cause a lot of the time I'm thinking like, Oh, everyone knows this type of shit, but there's people that are like fans of comedy now that wouldn't necessarily know shit about dice or Rodney Dangerfield or any of that shit. So, uh, hopefully that's what, uh, people like about it. Yeah. How'd you feel about Craig's amount of, uh, chatter? Well, it wasn't specifically Craig. I felt like the chorus was quite large in that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the others, no good. <laughs> well, that's great. I, 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 we, you know, we're, we're paying for for blind man. We're playing for the star of the show there too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like. I, I genuinely, I like having those guys there. Yeah, yeah. It's good to have. Some also, time. a lot of the criticisms I saw 
well, actually, that wasn't too, too many, which was scaring me, actually, but um, was that we were just playing clips and laughing. They're not all actually going to be set up like uh, The Day the Laughter Died for those who only well, heard I that would say one. most won't. Right. right. No, not a single other one has, really. So how, right. how will you do instead? Um, uh, well, like for Norm, the clips we have, like we're reacting to... So the episode is Norm getting fired from SNL. Yeah. So the clips kind of move the story along. Right. You know what I, I mean? See. So we're reacting to shit that happened throughout that storyline. Yeah. And then for others like uh, Rodney, we probably didn't have that many clips at all because we were more talking about his life. Right. Um, like the Lenny Bruce episode we did is uh, one of my favorites. Me too. Because I didn't know a lot about him. Yeah, I heard and you say that. Uh, I, I feel the same way because I went back and tried to listen to some, com- I don't know, a year or two years ago. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because of Marvelous uh, Miss Maisel, that character is supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I went back and listened to it and I didn't quite get it. Like, I think that's just, uh, it's just too old to be funny. Yeah, well, we talked about that. He does not right. translate to now, but then yeah. like when you realize what he did for comedy and just some of the bizarre, he was a, he was a fucking wild guy. Yeah. Like if he was around now, he'd be Artie Lang instead of like one of the greats ever. Right. Cool. Yeah, that'll be a good one to listen to. But you said that was your favorite because you learned so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Uh, and he, it, it, it's, it's like it's all made up. It seems like his life was a made up story. Yeah, it's very fun. I'm surprised there hasn't been, well, maybe there has and just not very uh, uh, well received or anything, but like that would make a great movie, The Life of Lenny Oh, Bruce. definitely. He's a drug addict. He's panhandling as a criminal, know, yeah. <laughs> as a fucking priest. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of things. Um, did you get the uh, Tim Dillon video I sent you? I did. I thought this was very funny and taken down off Instagram, apparently. Really? Well, that's uh, not. I, I was about to be surprised, and then I was like, why would I be surprised? Yeah. So, uh, you guys, I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard by now the uh, Let's Go Brandon chant that's uh, sweeping the nation. I've heard of, of this thing. Yes. Have you heard that on the uh, Jerry Callahan podcast? <laughs> a, a pilot, uh, a pilot got in trouble for saying "Let's go, Brandon." Oh, you on don't a, see uh, What was it? A Southwest flight? Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know, a lot of people didn't see the full cut. Tim Dillon exposed the whole thing, which uh, some good journalism here. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen from the flight deck. This is your captain. Welcome to Flight Three Fifteen from Houston to Albuquerque. Donald Trump is still the president. Uh, it is a reminder uh, to everybody here that we do have a federal mask mandate, which uh, uh, is for the uh, coronavirus, which does not exist. I am against it. And if you come up to the cockpit, which you can do because the door is open in violation of FAA guidelines, because I'm not afraid of nobody, uh, you will see that I am not wearing my mask. I encourage you to not wear your mask as well. We'll have you on the ground pretty early today. Ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, started our initial descent. Uh, Joe Biden is a communist Chinese puppet. Flight attendants, uh, please prepare the cabin for arrival. We live in hell. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Albuquerque. We're just waiting for the gate right now. We should have a gate uh, opening up pretty soon. Uh, uh, hopefully, I'll see you all at the Capitol, if you know what I mean. All right. God save the queen. <laughs> I really think he might be the best comic, like right now, like in this moment in time, he might be the best. Ah, very much possible. <laughs> did you see the one he did uh, for the Olympics that ever like people reported as real? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> He's just—I forget what was the thing. 
Was it that he was talking about Simone Biles? I can't remember what the... I, for, I forget what it was, but he all he did was take news clips and just do a voiceover on it, and it started making the rounds as a real video. I forget what yeah. exactly the context yeah. was. and he said, this guy got fired from NBC. It's an outrage. Right. And it was him. Yeah. <laughs> and people started reporting this yeah. news. Yeah. <laughs> He's very funny. But yeah, so that got taken down off of uh, Instagram, which, I mean, people expect, but it just got me thinking of like, uh, do you know, for example, Carano, as a, uh, a producer of a YouTube show? Yes. Uh, do you know like the, the rules that are being created for like the algorithm and everything? Like if you curse, if you curse in the first 10 minutes, you can't be monetized. I actually don't. I mean, we're not really, we pulled our, our live show, our live stream off of YouTube because of the strike. We knew, you know, if, if we just talk anything at all about vaccines, they're going to, they'll, they'll give us a second strike, third strike, and then we're out. So I'm not even really, we're posting some clips here and there on YouTube, but I'm not even really thinking about it much. The rules have changed. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the, the algorithms are anymore. It's weird that now, like, so the vaccine shit is one thing where it's insane that we're not allowed to talk about it, but it's weird now that we're bowing to like, oh, all right, I get it. We're not allowed to curse because <laughs> like my channel wouldn't be demonetized or wouldn't be monetized anyway. So I don't really give a fuck. But uh, generally speaking, I hear a lot of like comics and guys with podcasts that adhere to that. And are like, ah, shit, all right. Because they make their money on YouTube or whatever, so they kind of right. have to. And it's weird now that we're like, oh, okay, we all accept that you don't curse in the first 10 minutes or you don't say this word or that word. Yep. Because like now it's just becoming network television. Yeah, I mean, the problem is these services, all the social media companies and, and YouTube, they're centralized services. So they're a point of failure if they get enough pressure from the right special interests, um, that it starts costing them money, then they'll, they'll bend their rules and, uh, you know, in, in order to not lose a lot of money. So that's why the blockchain tools are so important that are coming up when you have like uh, decentralized services instead of centralized ones, because they just can't be censored or you can curate off them and create censorship in those curations. Like you can create a, like a UX skin on top of stuff that you can curate, but you can't, a blockchain is immutable. So if you have content based on a, on a blockchain, you can't, you just can't censor it. It's going to always be there, but they, all this stuff is on servers so they can centralize it. They can, they can uh, censor it as much as they want. That's right. the world we live in. What about the, like, if you take the Tim Dillon video, what would get that taken off Instagram? I have no idea. That seems it's nothing. Yeah, it it's, is, but it isn't. It's making fun of like right leaning conspiracies yeah. and shit. I, it made no, that makes no sense that, that, that was, uh, that was dumb. I mean, I, that, that, that's, that, that's the most benign. It's one of the most benign things and they're taking it from Instagram. It's crazy. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm crazy. Ted Sarandis in the chat. I'm yeah. the wacky one for being concerned about of this. all the shows that he's missed this one. <laughs> uh, where is he? I thought Ted Sarandis is a mad guy. Anyway, I th you'd think he'd be here. Or he's generally, not. he's, he's generally here. He's, yeah. uh, no, he's, he's, yeah, that's another example. I, uh, I, pe I, people think I'm very on edge lately. Cause he commented and said, uh, something about moron money, uh, like not, like not having guests or anything. And I said, uh, I I've actually reached out to a bunch of people and they never get back to me. If you guys know any names, uh, let me know. And they're like, yeah, all right, Mike, I'm not making fight. Take it easy. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not being a dick this time. <laughs> I promise. I swear to yeah. God. Carano could be on more on money sometime. Yeah. I, I, that's what the one that I thought maybe you'd have me on something because of all the like shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh how how would you get a guy like Craig to understand Bitcoin or Ethereum? Uh, well, Bitcoin is, so it solves, <laughs> I don't know if you want to go down this route, but it solves a, a, like a simple sounding, but really complex problem. How do you send transactions peer to peer? So from me to you, Craig, mm-hmm. without a third party in between, um, verifying that the tra- that I didn't double spend that money to Mike and to you. How do you do that? That's so hard. And the way that they figured out was with Bitcoin. It's this, it's this ledger. It's like a spreadsheet that tells you where money is at any given point of time. And, and it updates for everybody every 10 minutes. It updates the spreadsheet says this money is in this place. That's it. So that's, that's how, that's what, how powerful Bitcoin is. It's like, you don't need a bank to verify transactions anymore. It's a peer to peer way to transact without a third party. Who's uh, who's, who's verifying that for you. It's like, how, like, Oh, do you, you're going to ask a question. I was going to say, do you get it? <laughs> no, I was going to say two things. One, yeah. I'm all for getting rid of banks. Yeah. And two, I like it. I forget what movie it is, but when the guy's just like, oh, you speak so beautiful. <laughs> what, what, what is it? It's a mob movie, I think. But he's like, oh, you speak so beautiful. That's all I, I can think of. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's tough. Like, I like the guy that asks, what movie am I thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had the movie guy on. I figured that would be a good one. So what what time what a time to oh yeah no the movie guy's the other guy you're the music guy never oh, mind man. that's crap I do a movie podcast though I know some stuff about um it's hard because you can you can kind of attack it at different angles you could you could say it in a number of different ways it just kind of depends on on I, who the audience is is how I would how I would describe it but that's what it is it's like how do I send you money directly right now it would be say like a if a credit card transaction it's a bunch of banks that are verifying that, that transaction. And there's problems with that um, because you're trusting them with all your information. Like they're verifying your reputation by you giving them your, your name, your, your address, your social security number, all that stuff. So how do you send money to someone without a bank in the way? And that's what Bitcoin solved. Um, And it's so powerful. It's like a, it's decentralized money is it's decentralized information is the internet is the most important achievement in human history. I think, um, and the second most important is decentralized money. It's like, how do you get money peer to peer without a bank in the way? That's, that's uh, so, it is, so it's funny. Cause I have like a very basic understanding of it. But like when I try to explain it to people that aren't already into, like, I think the, you know, 10 people that watch more on money are into investing at the very least. But like yeah. when I try to ex- explain it to someone that doesn't know what it is, I also essentially like compared to like you or Steve Robinson or something like that. I essentially don't know what it is. So I'm like, it's just fucking, you should invest it. Like I get why you should invest in it. So listen to me. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, blockchain is a public ledger and all that means is a spreadsheet that just says where money is and it updates automatically every 10 minutes. So whenever a transaction happens, it gets affixed to that, that spreadsheet and, um, and you can verify and you can always look back and verify forever for the length of time that that spreadsheet exists, which Bitcoin started in 2009. You can look all the way back to the first transaction, second transaction, third transaction, and verify that it actually happened and track funds through that blockchain all the way up until now. So that's what makes it, it's immutable, meaning it can't be changed. You can't fuck with it. It will always be that ledger. And so you know that it's a source of truth, um, which is why we don't need banks anymore to, to tell us where money is. We can look at the blockchain instead. 
Maybe there should be a Matt Carano uh, finance show on the on locals for the Jerry Callahan podcast. If I had more time, I would do it. Like I'd love to do more Quantum Week content too. I'd love to do I do a music show where I you know break down music in a little different way, or we listen to albums together and stuff. But it's just you know five shows a week and then extra goodies and all that. <laughs> what was that? Extra goodies. Extra good. I'd love to give some extra goodies. <laughs> that was Jerry uh, when Craig produced Jerry's show. Yes, he uh, he let him promote this program, and he said, "Yeah, go to Blind Mike's Patreon. We got all sorts of extra goodies back there." And Jerry just kind of paused and goes, "Extra goodies." <laughs> He's the best droppable. Uh, he, it's the most. There. I remember Steve used to always say, like, he just listens to Jerry and drops because it's so easy to cut shit up for him. It's amazing. It, yeah. it, the thing is, though, it would be funny to, even if you didn't know who he was, they would just be hilarious. Like, His voice, he's got a great voice. Yeah, yes. It's yeah. so funny. That's the only one we're allowed to have. Because <laughs> it was in, in reference to here. Oh, how are the, uh, how are the t- uh, live show tickets selling? Oh, for Quantum Week, pretty good. Uh, well, haven't moved since uh, Chris was in on Friday. I think we're at a, like, we're past one, maybe like a hundred and, 10 or 12 or something, which is pretty almost there. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, when we started, when we decided we wanted to do a live show, we were both like, if we get a hundred, like we'll feel really good about that. But I think because the room was bigger, Chris now really wants to hit that capacity. And I get it. Like you want to fill the room. But for me, anything over a hundred is gravy. Yeah. I I think you're at a point where like, if, if the amount of people that bought tickets show up, You'll you'll be good. Like, yeah. that'll be a good show, even if there's 50 empty seats or whatever. And the the last the last week, you'll you'll see an uptick again. I think so too. Yeah, I think uh, we're still a, we're still like close to three weeks out. So I think yeah, within the last one or two weeks, we'll see more people purchase. I would I would guess, but I'm looking forward to doing it. I've done a live podcast a couple times. Not I mean with Kirk ones, but even before that. Um, and they're just so fun to do. Like if you know, there's you get different energy from the crowd when there's people there. You're not. Doing what are the it. other live podcasts you've done? Uh, the free cast was my, my first podcast. I did a, a libertarian show, um, which was very, uh, it was very specific to the area. The, the free cast or uh, the free coast is what we call the seacoast of New Hampshire and Liber- the libertarian movement on the seacoast of New Hampshire. So it was very, there was like an audience for that. Fun. So the point where you're doing shows. Oh uh, yeah. Cause we would do it as part of a free coast fest. So there are, um, three or four festivals, uh, free state project festivals that happen around New Hampshire throughout the year. And uh, so the, the big one of course is pork fest, which happens in the summer. Mm-hmm. That's where you get a couple thousand people. Oh, there. Okay. Yeah. I've heard uh, Dave Smith goes to that. I think, right. I think he was there this last one. Yeah. But so yeah, yeah, we, yeah. free cast, uh, sorry, free coast fest we would do in the fall and it would be a, a, Portsmouth Harbor cruise. And then we'd have like a, a kind of a speaker series at, at um, stone church in Newmarket, pretty close to where I am. And so Ooh. we performed there a couple of times. You used to play and shows there. I think I play shows there too. Yeah. Uh, stone Ooh. church is great. Yeah. Craig and the patrons bully me because I don't want to do a free show. Yeah, no, I'm pl- I'm putting oh, up all those comments. I'm putting all those comments <laughs> on right now. Um, no, I think you, you, you talked about it on KMS and I understand. Golly, uh, like what a homo. Now that's, we've never used that drop on this program. I don't even know where he would have gotten. Who was was that? I'm on the very good show drop board right now. Uh, What is that? What is that from? That's the, uh, the, the kid that Aaron Hernandez used to fuck in high school. Oh, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I get like my big thing with, and I think this about the Patreon as well is I would think like, 
the, I mean, the, I know the only reason people listen to this show is because of uh, being on Kirk's show and everything. So my thing would be like, if we did a live show, people would buy tickets to be supportive and then not show up. <laughs> like I would, I, I just fear that it would be in front of no one. Who cares? That's the story. You still I guess, yeah, but I don't know. I, so I, say, I, say, I think a lot of people would show up. Definitely, because I mean, it would be in Rhode Island, and there's a shitload of people that have not had a show of any kind in Rhode Island. So they would definitely yeah, go. Boy, what a that Rhode Island. You do that in Massachusetts, where your home base is, right? We got uh, well, because the place that uh, so there's a place that wants us to do it in Rhode Island. I guess according to which I, I don't I don't know if I buy that either. It seems like too good to be true. Is that they'll sell the tickets for thing? us. They'll give us all the money as long as we get people in there. So. Right. <laughs> I think Rhode. I think I, hey, you know who know, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I would I would think that P, probably closer to your your home base is is maybe better than in Rhode Island. I think you'll you'll probably draw. I don't. I mean I don't know what your Rhode Island audience is, but I would I would if I were you I would want to do one in Massachusetts. In fact, for us, I, I thought it would be better for us to do it in Massachusetts as well. But it was tough to find the right spot. That's, um, the, that's the other Dover's thing. Not that far, but uh, yeah, no, I think I think people would show up to your. Show. I would go. I mean, I think I think a lot of people would come to your show. Yeah, I also don't. I I don't know what I would. Do, would we just do this show and shoot the shit? Like, what would we do for would, a live show? I would do uh, it, my thing. Would mix in stand up and some other shit. And, That'd and, be interesting. Oh, I've done this kind of shit before. Yeah, I used I to. I used to put on shows. Yeah, I used to put on shows all the time. So, like, this part is not a problem for me. It's just you and your brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can always. Yeah, do I'm, I'm closer to doing. It. I'm closer to doing it since it's been brought up. I would say. Okay. So you're not, you said that it's, is it mostly you just, is it, so you said it was mostly you, you were worried about people not showing up, which I, I people not showing up performing in front of people like, uh, the last, so the last, the two Sako shows I was, uh, pretty okay at as far as like anxiety and everything. Um, but the one prior to that, uh, was Matawaska, I guess. Yeah. And my, my legs were literally like shaking. Like I was having, so like I, if it wasn't something I knew that I like had to do, like if I could have flaked on it, I would have left. I was having so much fucking anxiety before the show. Plus, I didn't know you felt that way. You seemed totally fine when we were doing the show. Plus Justin set us off on a bad tone the night before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pappy died. (laughs) Pappy's dead. (laughs) People forget Pappy died. (laughs) Oh, that was a, that was nuts. What a kickoff to that weekend. (laughs) Very weird. Very weird night. Um, Uh, all right, boys. What else, what else before we uh, get out of here? Anything anything pique your interest? Uh, does Mike know everyone gets nervous before <laughs> performing? <laughs> Why is that so funny? Uh, it's just uh, it's true, but it's just funny the way you said it. Uh, we have, I guess, yeah, maybe. We have uh, Out.com has 11 trans comedians we love who are funny. Uh, you know what? No, I don't want to do that, actually. <laughs> I figured that would go I south. I thought better of it. <laughs> Just, there's an article because, called You know that. why? So, like, uh, someone put together a list of trans comedians that are, uh, and I'm quoting here, literally better than Dave Chappelle. Oh, and it's like it's not their fault. It's not fair to. It's like we talk about with a oh, Brendan Schaub. I see. That's true. It's not their. It's not their fault. Like they, they, I watched some of them and they were like fine, which is another reason I don't want to do it. <laughs> were like they, they? were okay. Were they? But what's up? I said were they real? I haven't wa- watched a single one. 
I mean, like they, some of them were definitely not mockable, you know? Hmm. Um, but it's like to be, to say like, oh, they're better than Dave Chappelle. It's like, why, why hold them to that standard? Even like, it just take trans out of it. If someone promoted this show as like, oh, he's better than Rogan and Howard Stern combined. Naturally. I'd be like, please don't say that <laughs> because they're going to be wildly disappointed. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I, I, I thought better of it after I sent it to you. I, I don't feel like uh, humiliating these people. <laughs> Is uh, Jerry going to ever do a live show? Yeah, I definitely, um, I was hoping to do one before the end of the year, but there's, there's too much going on. So I think first quarter we'll definitely do it. I'd love to do maybe, I don't know, like three or so over the, three or four in a year. I think, I think you know, it would be uh, great to watch Tell me. Jerry during, and I mean, this is way down the road. I, yeah. I'm, if, if you can think of something before this, but like the first thought that crossed my mind was like election coverage. Like the way uh, Rogan and whoever else goes live during the election, like Jerry's reaction to some fucking red state oh. going Democrat oh. would be awesome to watch. Oh my god, I would I would pay so much money for that? That would be so funny. So yeah, I don't know what the equivalent of that maybe twenty twenty four would be, but yeah, yeah, right. I think midterms probably right. So next year maybe. I guess. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that that would be a great idea. I think that'd be. That'd be really fun. Uh, we, yeah, we definitely, we, he wants to do it. I want to do it. So yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. There were, we had to, there was a bunch of stuff that had to happen kind of quickly. Like we were with podcast one and had to get out and we had, we had to ramp up some other stuff, but, um, and then I think we got to find a space to record into in Massachusetts, but, but yeah, that's definitely on the docket sometime. How far is the chat? Does the chat want to know anything from Corona? We don't have a, the opportunity to ask Mr. Electric things that often. Oh yeah. I forgot about that too. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if the chat has anything for, well, I mean any of us, but like questions, roll them in people. Yeah, just give them a second. What else? I feel like there's something we're missing today that happened. Um, um I'm oh, I did your- mention, I mentioned to you, uh, uh, I, th- I did think it was, I don't want to get too into the weeds on it, but I did think it was hilarious that, uh, someone challenged Elon Musk to give $6 billion to solve world yes. hunger. Yes. And then he was like, all right, I'll do it. You got a plan for me. And they were like, Duh. Oops. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, it's not like 6 billion, I guess. <laughs> that guy though. Um, I think so. He, I think he's, he's trying to meet with Elon. And I think that's a good strategy, actually, if you could go and give Elon a, a, a presentation of how they'll use the funds well. I think well, that The problem cool. is I don't think they will. No, 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 they won't. No, <laughs> Which no, was, I think, Elon's point. Like, hey, I'll give you $6 billion. And then people were like, oh, well, he wants them to give him a point-by-point breakdown of what they're going to do. It's like, yeah, if I was giving you $6 billion, I would want the same thing. <laughs> did you spend it? Yeah. Did you but say this? Felt- it sort of felt to me like when uh, Dave Chappelle on his last uh, thing he did down in Nashville, when he said, I will meet um, with the trans community, they just have to, you know, come to a place of my choosing. If I were a trans activist, I would have taken him up on that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, a chance to go in front of Dave Chappelle and just say, Hey, this is why this is, you know, why I think whatever mm-hmm. it is, like I would, I would, Jump at that chance. Well, basic, even, I mean, yeah. just selfishly, if you are a trans person that does a podcast or something, yes, yeah, it's perfect. Plus, he's gonna do, he's gonna sell out an arena, so you know you have a giant audience before it even goes out. Yeah, right. Um, did you actually say this? 
What? Carano? Do you Wait, think, what did I say? Uh, Lab Rat's asking, do, do you still think that Barstool is a failing company? Uh, no, no, no. I think, so I said did it you was. Say that? No, I, no, I didn't say that. I think actually <laughs> I said something that I should take back, which I said it, it Barstool seems irrelevant. Um, this was a year and a half ago. That's not the right words. It's when it, you know how it is when you're in the studio with Kirk, he's super fucking fast. I'm producing the show. There's a lot going on. And I just, you know, it's hard to, hard to always say what you mean. No, I felt like they were going more like they weren't pushing the needle anymore. Like they weren't taking free speech stands anymore, which is how I meant it. Uh, but it didn't. Oh, well, that's just cool. true. I think, except, uh, except for, I would say Dave, I think that's Fort just totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dave, I think Dave, island. I will say, I think Dave is probably outspoken enough for the company just from the sense that, like, I don't see him ever backing down to that type of shit. He and he's the one they want to take down. Totally. Right? You know what I mean? Like, if Glennie Balls says something crazy, they want to take Portnoy down, not fucking Glennie, you know? Have you met the, yeah. have you met the consultant? Oh, no, but uh, Dave is absolutely correct. The consultant is a piece of shit. Like he does not know what he's doing. He is a, he like you should, he does not know how he doesn't even know what podcasting is. And he, he created, he caused serious damage. Um, he's not involved anymore. Show. No, fuck no. I would never, there's no way I would ever allow that. It'd be he's, great if he was and Corona just talking shit about him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never hear this. I would never, I can't like he's, he was, he was steering the ship the wrong way. Like he's a fucking idiot. I can't, I can't. So Colony's kind of a pussy for putting up with his bullshit. You would have said, no, no, no. Well, no, I think it was a different scenario where uh, Dave always thought of it as a, as like a part-time thing. And when I came aboard, I was like, this is a full-time thing. Like, I'm not going to do this half-assed. Not right. saying that Dave did it that way. I'm just, he, he always looked yeah. at it as a part-time, <laughs> like a part-time job. I was like, I, I don't want to join you unless this is going to be like the thing, right? We're going to build this thing. Right. And uh, no. So if the consultant were still involved there, that would be part of the, uh, there's no way. The guy, guy's an idiot. He, he messed up. He didn't know. He basically, he let uh, Jerry's URL lapse too. And um, so like his website's gone. Uh, Seriously? Wow. Yeah. He's, he's an idiot. Uh -huh. um, I'd love to talk to, I, I've emailed him sometimes and caught him in a lie and some other things. So have I, him on I, the show. Um, no, there's no, Jerry wouldn't, that's not, that's not the way. And Jerry doesn't show. seem interested in that. Sort no, of no, 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 no. Uh, does no, your, no. does your wife approve of your career choices? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, that was a pretty easy layup. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, my, no, we're super supportive of, uh, yeah, she's, she's the best. Um, and, but did you add, just say, what does she think of Chris? Oh, she likes Chris. Chris is a good guy. Like Chris and I have, we, we things are good. Um, we have sometimes a, a very small amount of shows that weren't, um, amazing, uh, that we had some problems with, but no, in general, things are good. And he, he's a good guy. I like Chris. Oh, uh, so do you record at your house? Do you record at your house? Yeah. Right here in this oh, space. So, yeah. so, I mean, if she didn't like him, that wouldn't be happening. Well, she <laughs> would still, she was still like, do you guys, what is your and Chris's relationship? Like, do you guys and the ladies go out to dinner or like how good of friends are you? Uh, we did a few weeks ago. Um, not all, I'd say probably for a lot of COVID, we probably saw the four of us probably saw each other more than kind of any Buddy else, any other like extended family or anything, I would guess just okay because we were already, we were doing the show together. So we were committed to doing that. And if we were going to give each other COVID, it was going to, it was going to happen anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the wives would get together, but um, no, every once in a while, I, we all like each other. Um, Chris's wife's amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I met Chris. I, it was cool. So he, uh, I moved back from California 
like 10 years ago. And, um, he was doing improv stuff with a, but with a, a buddy of ours, a mutual friend. And that mutual friend was like, Oh, you should meet Matt when he comes back. Cause I think Chris was like thinking about doing some projects and we met, um, I played some music on a couple of his shows and then he went to New York for four years or something. Um, but I, but I, when he got back, I, I, I wanted to do projects with him cause I, you know, he's really talented and I, uh, yeah, I, I was like, Hey, we, you know, I'd love to do a podcast with you. And, uh, we came up with an <laughs> I, idea can't believe I forgot to tell you this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last night we had to pre-record a show for while I'm, uh, in Houston. Right. And, uh, Craig tweeted out the phone number. We took a couple calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say a gentleman that used to host the tonight show may have called. Him. Oh, did he really? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? And it was, it was, it was my show. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was real. Very funny. So was... you'll have that to look forward to while we're gone, folks. Um, where in California did you live? Oh, uh, I was in the Bay area. I lived in Oakland for most of it. Uh, Barbara lived in San Francisco. That's where we met. We were both playing a show in San Francisco and, and we met, uh, what does your wife think about blind Mike or me guaranteed? She doesn't know who the fuck no, I am. No, she, no, she likes Mike. Yeah. She, uh, she'll, she'll listen to KMS. I've met her once. Have I not? Probably. At one of the Socko shows or something. Maybe. Yeah. The pre Socko party that was at Oh, that, or maybe that. Yeah. 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 I think there, <laughs> and she was at Socko one. Okay. You might've met her there too. Yeah. yeah I thought I met her somewhere. Did you, yeah. did you date any non-binary people before her? <laughs> well, Barbara's not non-binary, so I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> uh, when Chris dies of cirrhosis of the liver, will you give his eulogy? Yes. I've, I've, I've often said I will, <laughs> that, uh, I will, you know, I'll be around on his deathbed. I will, you know, I will, I will, I will help him make the journey to the other side. I've never no, seen I, a, Warthog says he's already written my eulogy. I've never oh, seen, a, I've never seen a fucking, uh, is that, who's that? Uh, I've never seen something take off quite like the, uh, quantum week. Chris is a drunk shit. <laughs> he has, he has amazing tolerance, tolerance. I'll say that. Like he, <laughs> he's a skinny guy. I've met, so I met this kid, um, who's a, a friend of a friend in college grew up, uh, they grew up together. And I used to go to these parties in uh, Boston college with him. And she, you not, he would fucking drink a 24 pack of, pack of beer in a night. And he's a skinny little motherfucker. And it would like, he'd be drunk, but he could yeah, take, yeah. I drink three alcoholic beverages and I am out. Mm. Uh, but Chris is similar. He doesn't drink. He, well, he doesn't drink that much anymore. I don't think he can take down a whole mudslides of dessert hole. anyways. <laughs> I don't really drink that too. Well. Only in special occasions. Uh, can, 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 no, can, but he, but he can, he definitely has a high, way higher, to, higher tolerance than, than I do. I, we, he can drink me out of the table quickly. Can not Mike, me. <laughs> What's your tolerance? Like? Are you, you're drinking here and there a little bit, right? Yeah. I, I'm i I'm essentially a white claw man. Like if I, if me and Alba go to dinner, I'll have like, uh, I like people say this is an old lady drink. I don't really think it is, but like a Manhattan, <laughs> That's not, no, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. So I, I mean, like that or a glass of wine, but usually if like I'm drinking, I'll drink uh, white claws mostly. Can the, yeah. That's, that's why I go to. It's so clean. It never, I never get a hangover from white claws. No, that's and I'm not I'm fucking slurring my words or any of that shit. Although can I tell you I about, been, uh, I'll say this, seltzer. I've been thinking about uh, like even cutting that out lately because I've noticed like, uh, I've been pretty good you know, depression and anxiety wise and all that lately. Yeah. But like when I have uh bad days, it correlates with if I drank that weekend a lot, I've noticed. I, so think, I think I might just cut it out entirely. Uh, do you, are you, 
Power of none. Power of none. No, go ahead. Your Waltham sober. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) It said power of none says your Waltham sober. What does that mean? I don't know. I think he's trashing the town. <laughs> what were you going to say, Corona? Sorry. I was just going to say, is it okay if I ask it? Do you, do you take medication for anxiety? And can you? Yeah. You yeah. So I got prescribed uh, Wellbutrin while I was away last year. Yeah. And I also take something like as Wellbutrin I take every day. And there's something called like clonidine, not yeah. clonopin, which is what yeah, everyone yeah. thinks when I say that. Um, but it's, uh, uh, like a take as needed sort of anxiety thing. Uh, yeah, but you can drink with that. It's no, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, can you say Matt Carano backwards for old time's sake? (laughs) (laughs) It's been forever since on Iraq, (laughs) Tim, I forgot that was your special power. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I will admit I can't do it as well as I used to be able to, but don't drink on well. Ever thought about uh, microdosing LSD there, uh, Blind Mike? No, I've never. So uh, the only thing I've done above weed would be I tried Molly like three times in college. Right. Um, other than that, I've never done anything like LSD. Mush- Mushrooms have always intrigued me, mm-hmm. but uh, I've never, I've just never been in the situation where I could do it really. Last year I was getting really dark in November, you know, when the season changes and, and, and seasons change and the light starts yeah. to go. But for some reason last year was, I was really getting fucked up by it. And uh, a buddy of mine um, said, have you ever tried microdosing LSD? I'm like, no. And I'd done um, psychedelics before in college, like mushrooms and um, mescaline and shit, but uh, never LSD. I was a little afraid of it, but I looked into it and read a bunch of, of about it. And it's basically, you take such a small amount that you're not going to feel you're going to like start to see shit. Like you take, if a hundred percent is the hero dose, you're going to take 5%, five to 10%. Yeah. And I did it. I went on a regimen where I would have it. Uh, I would took like a f- 5%, um, one day on two days off, one day on two days off. Fucking got me right out of that rut. Oh just really? Totally changed. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just, it helped me. Um, I was having a problem. Like I have a little bit of ADHD, but I'll focus on a project and be able to get into it. But I was, I was having really uncharacteristic issues where I would, I couldn't even start a project. Like I'd see all these things that I needed to do and I couldn't even like start to get going. That's really uncharacteristic of me. I usually just pick the thing and then start doing it. But, um, totally reverse. Like after, uh, after like a week or so. And then I, I stopped. I was like, Oh, I'm fine. And then every once in a while, things start to get dark again. I'll, I'll start to microdose on a pattern again like that. And, um, makes me tasky. Uh, just softens things. So you're not, you know, things aren't as dark anymore and it totally helped me. Yeah. Well, part of the reason I like, uh, I never know how I'm going to react on that type of shit. Cause like with, with booze, I think part of the reason I, I I don't know. I always attributed to this, but it can't have anything to do with like me slurring my speech or anything. So I don't know where that comes from, but I've always attributed part of the reason, um, to like my vision goes blurry real quick. Uh, yeah. So that's part of the, at least like walk, like stumbling and shit like that. But I can't say it's the reason I get so drunk, but I do wonder how it would affect like if I was doing mushrooms or LSD or something like that, you know? Yeah. One of the ways that, so I started at less, I'm very afraid of how things affect me Uh, for a while there, any sort of drug or medication would really fuck with me. So I even started at a lesser dose. Like I I started at uh, 3% instead of five. And then I, I, so 3% I did one day and then two days off Then 4% one day and then, and then 5% one day. And uh, I was like, okay, this is, this seems like I'm starting to feel a little more caffeine 
caffeinated kind of. So that that's where I stopped and it seemed to be the perfect, the perfect dose for me. But um, no, I'm worried about the same thing, like how it affects me. Were you ever much of a drug guy, Craig? No, uh, not on purpose. I smoked, uh, <laughs> I used to like smoke pot, but one time it was laced with something. Uh, the best guess that people came up with was angel dust. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good God. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was at my cousin's house. Right. Yeah, uh, actually, Lab Rat will be able to tell me he's into all this shit. Um, I I smoked it, I threw up, and then felt amazing and saw uh, my cousin's in-ground pool and the water looked like jello and shit. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Uh, it was scary, but like I was like picking it up and throwing it and stuff. It was really fucked up. It, it was- is, peace, is Angel Dust a cheap drug? Uh, I have no fucking idea. And not well, Mike, I-, I ask because like, why would you lace weed with it it was pcp is what he's telling you yeah i've actually had that before i was at a i was at a i've been to two fish um (laughs) this is so ridiculous to say but two fish um like weekends one was in way northern maine (laughs) i was kind of was on an old air force base it was like they set up a town it was kind of a crazy crazy yeah if you're doing like shrooms or acid or something i feel like fish would be a good might as well be there but it's coming so i took i took mushrooms i had half of i think i had half an eighth of it It was that 16th uh my buddy and i split it and then throughout the at the end of the day or towards the end of the day we're like okay let's smoke some weed to calm down I, it must've been laced because things started, my, my vision and perception started to be like snapshots, like snap, 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 snap. It was like very tracking, um, was my experience it really fucked me up. It, I was like, I'm, I'm way too, way too high. I think it was laced with something like PCP. Yeah. Well, the other tough thing is like, I don't, so like, for example, Skankfest that I'm going to this weekend yeah. would probably be, if I was going to try something like that, that would be the environment to try it in. But like for me, my fear is I won't be able to see a fucking thing. So I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? I think that would be my big concern. If you're going to trip, if you're going to trip balls, Mike, I think you should be in a familiar location with. Right. Exactly. Or, or not in a crowded area. Right. Exactly. But then, then you get to, I'm never going to do it at home. You know, you (laughs) didn't mean Alba sitting around. I'm on fucking (laughs) mushrooms. Yeah. You go up, go up, go up North into the mountains and just look at the stars when you're all fucked up. It's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Microdose. Right. Anything uh, Anything else before we get out of here? This was fun, Corrado. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It was fun. It was an enjoyable conversation. It was yeah. great. We'll, uh, we'll get you back on here and we'll get you on more on money at some point. That sounds good. I'd love to do it. Um, does the chat have anything else before we go? Uh, the best pl- <laughs> lab rat says the best place to do drugs is in your bathroom. Uh- <laughs> there's a TV in it and shag carpet. I'll, if I do that, I'll live stream it for you guys. How's that? Or no, I'll put it on Patreon. <laughs> That's just wicked funny. Um, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really. All right, everybody. Corrado, thanks for coming on. Go. Oh, by the way, guys, if you're a subscriber to this podcast, go check out quantum weeks, Patreon and, uh, Jerry, Jerry Callahan's locals and go to the live show for God's sake. If you can make it up to uh, New Hampshire on November 20th, is it? That's right. Yes. Quantum dash week.com is our website. You can just grab uh, the ticket, the link for the tickets is there. All right. Quantum dash week.com and uh, go watch uh, or listen to very good show. Of course, we've got a, uh, why you laughing coming out every Thursday. We got the Patreon episode coming out at night. The free episode comes out in the morning. And leave us a five-star review. By the way, Why Are You Laughing is recorded at Vaulted Podcasts in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. So check out our boy Matt from Rhode Island. That means this is the free one. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. We'll see how tomorrow goes. But uh, I enjoyed this, so we'll yes. see.
And uh, goodbye, everybody. And I think to myself, wow, what a beautiful world. I see clouds of gray. Ha, 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 ha.